0: All right, our Beyonders, welcome back to Tabletop and Beyond. We are back. We took a little bit of a holiday break. It was kind of nice. I think a lot of us were busy with family, so we're glad to be back. We're glad to be back with you, our online family. Yes. We love very much. Thank you, the one or two people who are listening to us. We love you. We love you very much. Uh, Yes, we are in a new year, 2024. Happy New Year's, guys uh we have a great show ahead we're gonna be talking about how our new year's resolutions from last year did and uh we're gonna hold ourselves accountable dan and jason <laughs> and you know we're going to come up with some new new year's resolutions That's that are right. absolutely attainable 100 this year
1: tanium
2: yes exactly
0: so um of course, as always, let's get into our, our Geek Week. Dan, why don't we kick it off with you? How was your Geek Week? Oh, good. Good, good, good.
2: Yeah. Um, usually I try to game a little bit during the winter break, um, mm-hmm. and I got two RPG sessions in. Um, one of those, uh, we've fully morphed our uh, West Marches RPG, Star Wars RPG, into like more of a generic our uh, Edge of the Empire RPG had a great time Um, well attended and uh, kicked off kind of a new arc. So that's always fun. Uh, uh, That's a game I'm running. So it's good when you've been running the same game for like 10 years that you still find stories that you find interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's goes to the elasticity I think of Star Wars. Um, uh, So, uh also for the first time since 1997 i bought magic the gathering cards
1: whoa what'd you do that for
2: well you know the lord of the rings dual deck pack has been sold out in all the online stores because i was just going to pick one up and then they vanished and you can't get them like a miniature market or stuff like that or amazon Mm -hmm. but i saw one on the shelf at uh, barnes and noble for retail and i grabbed it because i was not going to go to ebay and 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 pay more than msrp and i have a buddy to play magic the gathering with he he's got the exact same decks and and he's like hey let's get together and play so i have all my old cards from 1993 and 4 and now 97 and now 2023 so that's kind of cool man yeah i i kind of want to have a a dead or nearly dead RPG, sorry, a uh, CCG game night where people bring old cards and we put together decks and play them like board games.
0: Yeah,
2: that's been on my to-do list. Well, it's Maybe that'll not be magic. not magic. Magic is not dead, but if yeah. you bring your old there's what what I mean is no shame in bringing bringing old cards, right? Mm, like if, yeah. if you're sitting around on an old old collectible mm. card game or or whatever card game, bring bring a card game. You can so play Rage. About,
1: Remember Rage?
2: Rage was great.
1: Yeah, it was a great card game.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. There was the vampire one. There was the werewolf one. I still have all my uh, original Star Trek CCG cards and all Mm. my original Star Wars CCG cards. Um, So i kind of sitting on a bunch of that stuff. So I I, I think I'm ready to circle back to it and play around with it and go, oh, yeah, this is why this was fun. This is good stuff. So that was my Geek
0: Week. Not very good. Very, very good. Jason, how was your geek week?
1: Mine was mine a fun geek week. Uh, we had uh, a 14, I counted, I clocked it in at around 14 and a half hours of Axies and Allies Global 1940. It That's was, right, we did it was pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it went fast too. I mean, it was 14 hours, but it did, it, you know, it went fast. Like next thing, it didn't you know, feel like it was three hours. hours. Yeah. Next thing yeah, you know, three hard. hours have gone by and then another three hours have gone by. I think we had like a, we tried to throw like a world war two movie on the TV in the background and we went through like four movies, you know, and then, and then <laughs> yeah. just, and let it play whatever it was going to play afterwards after that. But, uh, so it was, it was a fun game. It You know, I had a lot more fun than I, than I thought I was going to have. I've played Axies and Allies. This was my third time playing Axies and Allies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My third time. And I'm not a big, I'm not a big, like, um, um, real history game buff. Yeah. Like I like, I like a lot of like, you know, flavor of science fiction flavor in my history. But, um. I felt like this game played really well. It was a lot of fun, especially with the people we had at the table. Um, and, uh, I think everybody was, I think everybody was in the game for most of the game. Yeah. Making choices that had to be responded to by the other players. Um, I still, dude, I still think that it is an allies, allies, heavy game. Uh,
0: but I think you have to is- have so many things go right for you as the access to win, yeah. you know.
1: But it is funny, you know. You can tell when the games when you're about done playing, when yeah. the axes players start kind of complaining about the balance.
0: You know? <laughs> 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 They're
1: like, yeah, you know, no yeah. fair, man. You get to that oh. point to where the the trash talk starts, but it start it's like in game trash talk, you know. Yeah. Like, well, the only reason you could even do that is because, you know, at the beginning you had, you know, 30 ISUs over everyone else or, you know, something like
2: that. All that kind of stuff. Welcome to historical board gaming.
1: I will say I like Axies and Allies. And I think this is why I have more fun with it. Is that it is... It is. It it definitely has a foot in that historical board gaming, but it also has one foot out in the, like, let's throw some mechanics and some dice and some things in there that I don't think, I still don't think it's perfectly balanced away from the historical, but it's way better than, like, all of those, like, hardcore, you know, replays where you're just recreating a simulation of, like, a specific (laughs) war. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like the Battle of Waterloo or something like that, yeah, right? Or, and you're like, yeah, yeah Napoleon's going to get it, you know? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that
1: that was my yeah. first thing. That was huge. Justin played that with me. Then we had a, mm-hmm. two, uh, one, two, three other guys that played with us. It was a lot of good time in my basement. Um, and then uh, I spent the whole next day installing an amp in my daughter's Honda Civic. My daughter is at college. She needed a car. It's about that time in her col- college. Uh, She's getting a job. She needed to be able to kind of move away or drive a little bit away from campus. So she went and bought kind of an old car and uh, drove it home and turned it on and realized that it didn't have any audio. (laughs) 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 You didn't try the audio when you sat in the car the first time. No, I was like, okay. So I looked in the back and all it was was somebody had updated the receiver with a, a line driver instead of the amplifier to the speakers normally cut you normally your receivers like a 20 water that just drives the car speakers directly well when people want to put their amps in they switch to line level out and then they run they run rca cables usually to the trunk where they've got all their amps installed whoever had this car before her had amps with line levels driving into the trunk and then when they sold the car they took their amps out
0: yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. so um so i was like well I'm not going to put a subwoofer in the back of your car because that's just a recipe that's just putting a target on your back in Richmond, Virginia to get your car broken into. Yeah. So, yeah. I bought like a uh, like an $80 like 400 watt amp off Amazon and uh shoved it in the back and connected it to our door speakers and got it up running, but that was a good, you know, I'm not an, I'm not a car auto audio mechanic, so that was no. a that was a good solid Saturday for me. <laughs>
0: That's an all day
1: project, yeah. yeah. But got it working, and I felt like, hey, here's the dad that you know hooked up his daughter with their car, and here we go. And I got all the battle scars on my hands and arms to prove it.
0: Terribly that that hard. would have been a week long project for myself with multiple trips to like the <laughs> store and zone and and, yeah. and like watching YouTube for hours. You know, yeah. like I just I I know nothing about that that arena.
1: It's a different. It's a different domain. And I'm an electrical engineer by trade, but electrical engineering and electricians are two different. They're two different languages, uh, and so half the time, like I understand a concept, but I've got to go like figure out what are they talking about because they're using totally different words. Like black in this domain is yellow in this domain, and they never use red for the same thing as white over here. And so, like, I just have to. It's the same. A lot of my time is spent reading and watching YouTube videos.
0: The way that I understood that, Jason, is um, from the, um, I comparing it to the movie Zoolander when David Duchovny talks about you face and body boys, and he's a hand jockey model, you know, like you're still we're both models, but you got different roles. Yeah, there you go. Sure.
2: (laughs) I'm a hand jockey,
0: not like you face and body boys, you know.
2: Two days ago, didn't you look at me and say the files are? In the computer, yeah, in I don't know. I like, in, in the
0: computer, computer. Zoolander's yeah. living rent free in my head right now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, that's it for mid. me. What about you, Justin? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna talk. So we actually like three of us did some pretty good gaming together over the last week. Uh, and you know, not counting the access analysis because Dan, you were doing a Star Wars game that night. I think um, affirmative. But uh, we, um, we played on last Wednesday Doctor Who, the role-playing game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my screen for this one because um, I, I enjoyed this game more than I thought I would. So Doctor Who um, is one of those things that I know is like very prominent in geek and nerd culture. And I'm probably going to get lambasted for this, but I think I've seen maybe one episode of Doctor Who. Uh, as Dan put it, I've got a, uh, you know, working geek knowledge of Doctor Who, which means that, like, I understand the concepts and the basics, and I, can, I know what Daleks are, and I know what, you know, like, the, um, the the universal screwdriver is and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like, sonic. A, I... It's Sonic. Son, oh, sonic. see? Here it is. Right, exactly. The Sonic I'll, screwdriver. Also Dalek. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's not Dalek. I used to call them yeah. Daleks all Daleks. the time. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I've got it. Like, I, like, I kind of understand, like- know what the TARDIS is, right? Like, I get all that stuff. But um, we played this, and I'm happy to say that I didn't really need a deep lore knowledge of Doctor Who to be able to have a good time with this game, right? Like, um, it helped that I knew again what the Daleks were, so that when they showed up, we knew that we needed to do something like run. Or figure out an alternative way, like that helped. But um, you know, it was a it was a fun. This was a starter set. Our friend Sean Fielding had gotten it um, for Christmas, and he was running it for us. And um, there's two more adventures that go with it, and I'm excited to play the other two. I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: I think that in order to play or enjoy any type of a Doctor Who thing, all you need to understand is three things, right? The Daleks, Time Lords, and the TARDIS. That's it. Mm Everything else is self-contained in an episode. Uh, yeah. Just about. There are some arcs, you know, that they've done with the with the current stuff, but it's 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 such a like loose light uh, science fiction uh, mm. uh, setting that is based on what we already understand today um that you know even i think at one point my wife and i were watching doctor who seasons together uh, and i i can't always get her to watch sci-fi with me but it's it's a very easy accessible um science mm-hmm. fiction universe to jump into
2: and the exact opposite would be like the dune rpg oh yeah right where you really need to if you understand the dune universe like <laughs> i played the box set with some people who had no idea, had never seen any of the movies. The oh, market. wow. Okay. Well, yeah. it, like 50,000 years <laughs> in the future, no one's allowed <laughs> right. to use a computer, but there's still interstellar travel. Yeah. Cool. Let's go. You know.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. We're all hyped up on this this uh, sand stuff.
2: Yeah. Nobody gets to fly yeah. through space Lights. unless you get, get toasted on the spice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway the opposite of what yeah. the, the, We're all the barrier of entry. spice lies yeah
0: totally yeah right exactly yeah. yeah like oh that's the kicker so um yeah so i again I, I i like doctor who i'm gonna recommend it um you can see it's available here on cubicle seven um this isn't pounds it's probably about 30 35 bucks the starter set on amazon so that's pounds or like euros yeah this is euros sorry mm-hmm. that pounds. euros yeah so it's probably about 30 35 on yeah. um, amazon for this it, good value
2: so, there are three custom dice yeah. some nice character folios some good uh full color books uh our buddy got it and it seemed like a great value for that price
0: and you've got three adventures yeah. you know what i mean so like yeah. if you figure listen you know all the dice and folios and stuff aside I mean, that's three gaming sessions that you can play, and it takes about four hours. I mean, $10 a session, that's pretty good value. Yeah, it's great So, big fan. Um, The second thing is that uh, there was a sale, a big Ubisoft sale, um, and I picked up Assassin's Creed Mirage to play. Um, For those of you that uh, know me know that I love Assassin's Creed. I've played pretty much every single game to completion. Like And I mean like 100% completion. Um, and so I was, this one's a little bit shorter of a game. It, it it gets back to the Assassin's Creed roots, I think a little bit more. It's They kind of strayed a little bit with um, Odyssey and Origins and um, Valhalla. Like those kind of turned into more like story-driven RPGs where you're an assassin, but Really, you're just going around fighting things with spears and swords and axes. Um, so, it was less of this sneaky, stealthy assassin. And this got in, This gets you back to it. So, it takes place in Baghdad, like around like uh, 800. And um, it's pretty good. I've, I've had a good time with it so far. So, um, like I said, I got it on sale. So, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't advocate buying it at full price. So... I had a good time. I've, I've been having a good time with it.
1: Do all the games still um, explore the uh, sci-fi simulation? Is that how you're playing them?
0: Um, yes. Yes. Like, um, some have been doing less than others. Like, this one just started out, and, and I'm not super far into it. I just picked it up, like, two days ago. Um, so, they this one kind of, like, has a narration in the beginning as you're loading into the animus. Right, which is how you explore like these like past things. And so it's one of the um, assassin, like the assassin's um, kind of cell leaders. He's kind of giving you a little bit of background about like why you're checking out this life. But in the old ones, like Assassin's Creed II and Brotherhood and Revelations and all that, like you would actually get out of the Animus for a little while, like go explore like modern day with Desmond um a little bit and kind of like put together like oh this is where we're at right now the templars and the assassins are still going at each other just in a modern day and um there's like a lot of less of that right now so um but i read an article and i know i'm going way down a tangent here but i read an article the other day that they kind of um they kind of jumped the shark a little bit or maybe jumped the rails is a better expression they jumped the rails a little bit should always um, jump the shark (laughs) <laughs> exactly uh, but they jumped the rails a little bit because in like Origins and Valhalla they introduced like the god pantheons as sort of like the people who came before as like a different subset of them and it was confusing like the lore quite a bit Yeah, and so they're like yeah we, got, we can't do that anymore so they're kind of going back to the roots big time so anyway cool yeah it's good times Good time. So that's our that's like our call out to the video games for a little bit. So I remember the first thing, like one of the first
1: hangouts that you and I ever did was go see the Assassin's Creed movie.
0: Oh yeah, that's right.
1: And I remember going and hanging out and going to Five Guys beforehand, hanging out and talking about like what our expectations of this movie was going to be, <laughs> and then going and I... see and going and seeing the movie. It was like us and like three other guys or something like that. But that was did a long that
0: happen? Time ago. Michael
1: um, Fassbender in it. I do. I know yes. people's names. Michael yeah.
0: Fassbender is like the the main dude. Yeah. So actually, yeah, um, sounds right. Yeah. Here, the, the um,
1: animus. Yep, yep. The right. The. Uh, I remember the their approach to the animus in the movie was kind of wonky.
0: Yeah.
1: It was like a virtual reality, you know, full body hookup set right um, it was kind of weird i don't know yeah but anyways yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it, it, I, I,
0: every i'm not in the movie <laughs>
2: every every video game every movie based on a video game is really good
0: <laughs> every <laughs> I mean, single
2: one that is a I mean. shoe-in if you go see a game that's a movie based on a video game it's going to hey, be worth every hey,
1: penny. Uh, Drake Uncharted was a great movie. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Uncharted. a lot of fun. It was good.
0: And it yeah, was I had true Tom to Holland the video and game. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. It was, was very was true was to the one. video
2: game. Yeah. yeah oh, Uncharted. Cool. Uncharted, Uncharted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, the just, tomb, tomb, raider.
2: tomb Raider. Tomb Raider had a sequel. Okay. So,
0: so modern Tomb Raider
1: or or Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider?
0: So the modern Tomb Raider for the Tomb Raider story, the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider for Angelina Jolie. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, sure. I mean, yeah,
1: that's why all of us went to see it back in the day.
0: <laughs> yeah. So f- funny story. I was coming back from my doing my mission, right? And I was on a plane, and like that was like one of three movies that I could watch. I like, <laughs> nice. All right, here we are. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I ended up watching that. It was like that, um, the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes, and then the Wedding Planner, which was like <laughs> with like the Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Jennifer Lopez, J Yeah, and J-Lo. I yeah. Oh. yeah I was Jay like, up. I was yeah, like, yeah. well, yeah. it's like I'm watching Tomb Raider like eight times because I Welcome back to America. To, yeah, let's go from England to San Francisco. So. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember. I do remember liking the more modern Tomb Raider, though. Feeling like that was that was a pretty good rep representation. Well, of I have,
0: it had Alicia v- uh, Vikander in it, mm. who I'm a big fan of. She was the girl that was in um, Deus Ex Machina, or Ex Machina. Not Deus Ex Machina. I never saw Ex Ex Machina. Ex Machina. What, bro? Are you serious? Yeah. It's I, the heard, same I heard. I heard it has in... some.
1: Uh... Some risque stuff in it that I uh, I don't think
0: I don't it's remember. Just naked robots. I mean, it's just come naked on.
1: robots. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think it was too.
2: Like,
1: risque. you ever oh, see Ghost anyway. of the Bell, the original anime?
0: Yeah.
1: It's just naked, no. naked yeah, androids. Right. It's just naked, naked androids. Android.
0: So, yeah. so it's yeah. the same thing. They dude. give them nipples.
1: Yeah. They give them nipples. Yeah.
0: If you
2: yeah. saw a toaster yeah. naked, yeah. would that be a thing? I mean. um, yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> it's just a
0: toaster. It's just, I see a toaster naked every day.
2: Every day. I naked a toaster. Yeah.
0: Uh, Star listen, battles,
2: Battlestar Galactic
0: The the person who made the guy who made Ex Machina is the same one who made Annihilation with right. Natalie Portman. Yeah, and and, and Devs Debs, Debs. Oh, Debs. devs yeah, yep.
2: Debs devs yeah. haunts me. I walk around the house sometimes thinking. I think I gotta go watch Devs again. I think I need some. Devs, devs. is wonderful. That's a really good show.
1: Yeah. Really, you're gonna kill the Debs podcast by going down a Devs rat. Yeah. Rat hole.
0: Then it makes you question your entire reality. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Like, what am I doing here? Do
1: I really did I really choose to have that for breakfast today?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How does how does Ron Swanson know the
0: future? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or how does he continue to go knowing the future?
0: Oh, dude. That's like the whole okay.
2: All right. All right. We're working to the news. I'm pulling this out. I'm calling an audible. That's all right.
0: We're in the news.
2: Come on, give me some love. Hello, computer. Come on, the listeners are waiting. Tabletop and Beyond News begins now. Would you guys be surprised if I told you I didn't listen to that audio cue before I played it?
0: Well, if that's what you need is start.
2: <laughs> that would have been required me to do to to it beforehand. <laughs> okay, don't have a lot of news, but I do think we all love conventions. Conventions are great. If you have a convention, you should go to it locally. If you want to go to a big one, go to a big one. And if you're in the San Francisco area in February, you can get on a cruise convention, Kubla Cruise, based on the wildly popular and successful Kubla Khan convention based in San Francisco. They're going to go down to hit San Diego. They're going to go to Ensenada and they're going to turn around all the way back. All the fun of a cruise, all the food, all the relaxation, plus gaming. And if I had not already bought a cruise this year on another line during another month, this would have really tempted me to go. um, There's another link in the notes for the, it's also on tabletop events. How many days is it? Uh, I I couldn't see that. It is only a six day cruise, but six days is about right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, depending on what kind of cruise you like, if you like cruising, if I get on a, a if I, I'm never doing another three day cruise again, it's a total waste of time. Four days is pretty much a waste of time. Uh, I have to be on that boat for five days. Eight days is like, Oh, uh, I think we overdid it. Yeah. I think we should probably go. Yeah. We're probably at you guys have gone on cruises or at least I know. I've never Jay been on
0: a cruise. Oh, I know okay. Jay
2: has. Yeah. I don't know how they would mesh up gaming and cruising but I know, because this is just a California thing, you're just heading south on mm-hmm. the California coast. You know, it's like, oh, look, there's LA out the window. That's nice. W- whose turn is it? Let's play this yeah, game. Yeah, right. right.
0: Um, there's other it's not areas. Like you're, it's not like you're doing like the Alaska cruise where you need exactly. to be out on the deck, right? Exactly. You're missing it if you're indoors. This You're
2: not missing it very much, you know. So anyway. Uh, I, I, I like Kublacon. I like cruising. And, uh, according to the email they sent me yesterday, they still have slots available. So, um, if you go to, uh, just go to, um, tabletop events and look up Kubla Cruz 2024, and there still might be some spots. If you're in the San Francisco area and you want to take Friday through Wednesday off of work, you know, yeah, from February 2nd to 7th. There might be a federal holiday in there, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, could be good times. I would love to mash up things that I love. I love going on vacations. I love cruises. I'd love to mash that up with gaming. I think that would be really, really fun. I won't be there, but I'll be there. At, at uh, My heart will be on the Kubla Cruise. The trick is, is getting the spouse to like
0: come along. <laughs> I think my wife would be totally in for this. Yeah. Like especially if, it, if it's like the three of us went and our wives went. My yeah. wife would 100% be in on this. Because yeah. she'd be like, you go do your thing. I'll go do my thing with the ladies and it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I did I did want to point out that you could get the Princess Plus pricing. Yeah. That would include premium desserts two per day. Oh, there you go. That's, I don't know. That's- I know that's
1: curious to me. Premium desserts on a cruise, like there's so many desserts on the cruise.
2: Well, premium yeah. is like going to the restaurant. Like, it, yeah. like they have restaurants that are you pay. Like you pay oh, to, yeah. go, to, to eat. There's, a, you pay to eat at the nice restaurant with in your ticket. So you don't pay anything. Yeah. But if you want to go to the super nice restaurant with the uh, reservations, that's the premium stuff. So. Dessert, I, I haven't done I haven't done
0: princess. i not
2: I couldn't t- tell
0: you about princess. Yeah. And it also comes with fitness classes. Um I'm not sure that the gaming community would be super interested in I don't think you
2: should classes. you should body shame cruise people that want to go take <laughs> fitness. I'm trip. not
0: body shaming cruise people. I'm just talking about <laughs> the reality of gamers when there's games on the line. So you know the, it'd
1: be an interesting to look up stats and the gaming and cruising a little bit more because I mean, we've been hearing about the the game cruise. Yeah,
0: there's for a probably D&D a decade, of,
1: but yeah. it just doesn't seem like something that's really taken off. In, there's in a Warhammer
0: interview. cruise. Is yeah, there? But, but it's oh, like yeah.
1: it's like one. It's like one. Or like it, and I don't maybe even another, think another it one over up. here. And then maybe yeah. maybe one that comes up for one year over here. It's not this like huge thing that seems to like but the price like minus airfare, right? Or travel minus cost. airfare. You, but you if you were there price. i mean like i spend I, the amount i would spend on this cruise minus airfare of course because i live on the other side of the country yeah but the amount i would spend on this cruise is probably what i would spend going to gen the con convention? yeah
2: yeah totally. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah
1: but but i don't do that i don't come I you know just it's not like there's just not tons of this so i'd be curious to maybe do a little research to find out like how big is are these this mishmash this matchup of these two industries? Yeah. These matchups of these two industries.
2: This is this is the first time these guys are doing it. I, I like the people who organize Kubikon. Sure, yeah. I have a soft spot for them because mm-hmm. uh, I've been around them for many years. Well, no, I I've intersected with them off and on over the years. So I don't know, but uh, what I would say is is that w- why not get the heck out of a, a hotel ball ballroom with no windows?
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. give it and, a try. Uh,
2: you know, give it a so, try and
0: go to a, go to a cruise line ballroom with no windows. The exactly the other thing that exactly the other thing
2: is the cruising itself is a kind of a self-selecting population of number one people who like yeah. that mode of travel. Yeah. Don't get seasick, have the money to do it, and have the time to do it. I mean, can you imagine going to a six-day convention? I mean, even Gen Con yeah. doesn't do a I mean, unless you do the Wednesday before, yeah. <clears throat> uh, which is the industry day, you're not doing six days at change.
0: You, you know, the nice thing about doing a six day at sea convention, though, is that you don't feel pressured to get in all your games like morning, noon, and night. You can yeah. be like, I'm taking off Wednesday afternoon and not playing anything. I'm going up to the pool or whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? Like get Mexican food and ensenada. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to. You don't have to feel pressured to be gaming all the time. Yeah. Over six days, right? Like, and so. Yeah.
1: I went on a cruise about a year ago with a family friend, and he's a big gamer, and and the wives hung out on the deck, and we played games, and went and got food, and played games, and went and got more food, and played more games, and then went to like a show in the evening, and you had more variety option there, but you know, I could see like here's the thing I could see going on a cruise with a bunch of friends like we do when we do Gen Con for yeah. like six days. Cause you could mix up ga- a mix of gaming and non gaming to have yeah. that breather yeah. space. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Or if you're a person who wants to go on a cruise, but you know, you love gaming, but you don't have like cruise people to go with. Right. Sure. So let's say you don't have a, a significant other or something like that this could be a great opportunity to
0: to not
2: to, to not be wandering around a boat alone right yeah. um anyway well, you'll you'll oh you'll make man. instant
0: friends oh man you'll I have mean,
2: 20 best friends look i've made cruise yeah. friends just for just doing non-gaming yeah. cruises well
0: I mean, they'll,
1: they'll be pumping the air freshener through that boat like crazy
2: Uh, I'm going to assume that this is a population of people that are probably, you know, have a little bit more financial resources. They're probably not as hardcore into the gaming as probably they, they've more balanced, uh, more balanced. Not like the
0: Warhammer crew that dumps all of their money, including hygiene money into their models.
2: Yes. That's exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. (laughs) I just want to try it. I'm going to try it one of these days. Wait, let's go 2025, guys. They're going to do this every year. 2025. 2025. We've just set our, ourselves a New Year's resolution for 2025.
1: Yeah, but let's book one on the East Coast.
2: Yeah, if they, we can find okay. one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Or we all just right. make one. We make one. For
1: <laughs> uh, we to, all we have to do is just book the same
0: cruise. That's right. <laughs> That's a good Killed. point.
2: GuildCon, Guildcon on Guildcon at sea. Yeah. We'll make it sound like it's
1: this really awesome like thing yeah. that we put on the cruise, and everyone will show them. And we'll be like, so where's the Guildcon? People are like, what are you talking? about? I'm like, oh no, no, we're just all on the same cruise. That's all. Really cool. <laughs> it's it's really hard
2: to find table space on a cruise yeah. ship. Oh You've yeah, gotta, you got to
1: There's these little like just space Crappy. Uh,
2: yeah, the tables are like for for the cocktail lounge yeah. tables, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. No thanks. Nice. All right. That was my item. I just wanted to throw out there. We, I had no idea we would talk this much about it. So I'm kind of impressed. I
0: mean, it's kind of interesting. Like you said, we kind of see them pop up, and and you know, every now and then. Um, I did want to share one more thing before because this is a friend of the show. Um, a great friend. I thought I had it. Um, I had it pulled up, and then I didn't. So I don't know what I did. You started searching. Um, yeah, no, know. Right. Uh, sorry. So uh, we have a friend of the show. Great friend of the show. Big time supporter. His name is Adam Hill. And um, he just came out with his very first published book that he put up on um, the uh, on on Amazon. So here it is right here. It's called the insentient and uh, basically uh, you can get it for, you can buy a paperback version for $18. You can pay for 99 on Kindle, or if you have Kindle unlimited, it is free to download and read there. So um, it's pretty good. I'm going to read the little, the little excerpt that he put here. Um, he wasn't, he was an insentient, and under the commercial code of the Pono Cluster, destined for a life of servitude by any who could possess him, an industrial accident led him to the outside, where a Voloban sa- scientist secreted him away and began experimenting on his brain to restore it to its natural state. Discovered by the militant Kukunuks Cucu- and forced to flee to the far domains uh, with a Sigrunian sister, he would become a witness, become witness to epic conflicts unraveling the social order of the cluster pursuit of a free life in their small galaxy to grow old and have a family was an impossible goal when chased by servitude, death, and even fame. He would not be able to do it alone. So, um, I downloaded it. I've started it. I'm only a few pages in. I will say that, um, this first, um, few pages, uh, this is, you know, no spoiler since it's like the very beginning. This is where he's, uh, working on the industrial thing you know, where it uh, in the excerpt it says he has an accident. I haven't gotten to the accident part yet, but he's working on this industrial thing, and um, it has a, a real strong like, it feels like a real strong callback to Andor. Um, if, like you remember in, in the series, there's like kind of that prison chain gang that they're working on where it's like, you know, boop, 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 and like, it, everything's like a coordinated act they have to kind of go through as they're working on this thing. So... Um, listen Adams a big fan of science, sci-fi huge fan of Star Wars. he's also a big fantasy fan. I'm super excited to see what uh, what uh, where this book takes us so congratulations Adam on the book yeah, great job um, man. you know like it takes it takes some guts to you know put yourself out there like that and, and write a book you know a lot of guts and dedication so congrats yep on it bucket so, listing right there yeah for sure for sure. So, the insentient
2: available at Amazon. The uh, the author Adam Hill, easy to remember.
0: Adam Hill, the insentient. Yes, exactly. Well, speaking of bucket list things and things that we'd like to accomplish, as we've mentioned before, this is the uh, New Year's resolution podcast that we like to do every year talk about um, how our goals went and how we're doing. So, let's talk about last year's goals. These were our 2023 resolutions that we did on January 2nd, exactly one year ago today. Oh wow! We we broadcast these resolutions. So, uh, who do we who who wants to start first? Dan, with how they did. Okay. Dan wants to start us on how we did last year. Yeah, last year.
2: Are we doing one at a time each?
0: Yeah, I'm to go one through one. all three. Now let's do one at a time
2: uh let's see i said uh play the games i've been buying and haven't been playing i wanted to play Mm -hmm. six games collecting dust i'm gonna say failed there because i've added more games to (laughs) what i call the cellophane of shame pile (laughs) i leave cellophane on them to denote that they have not been played and Uh, i know the ones that have not been played that have had their cellophane removed my wife starts ripping cellophane off i'm like no we're not playing that don't rip the cellophane off how am i gonna know Anyway, um, I received games for Christmas. I've already played one of those. Uh, Justin, you played it with this. It was Abduction, which is oh, yeah. Aliens are Abducting Ducks. It's a pattern recognition oh, yeah. game. Mm-hmm. We played that. But anyway, um, uh, I, I'm going to say I failed because I think the ratio of old games that I've been playing versus um, old game, new games I've been acquiring is still out of whack.
0: Okay. I don't. I don't have the right air to fuel mixture. So, what well, would uh-huh. you call it? A partial success. I mean, you know. feel is like you. Utterly failed.
2: Uh, I'm gonna. I ooh, yeah. I utterly failed. I'm
0: just saying. <laughs> utterly
2: failed. I okay. utter, utterly, utterly
1: failed. Honesty's um, the best policy.
2: Yeah. I got. A, I got some real problems, guys. I got games I bought in the 2021 miniature market. They're dumping stuff, right? Yeah. Still haven't played them like i have i need to and this is goes to my 2024 uh goals but i'm not going to spoiler alert so
0: i'm going to hand it off to you guys all right i'll i'll kick i'll 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 review my mine i said one game a month with the family i wanted to board game more with the family um listen i thought that i was the problem <laughs> I thought it was me. I thought that I thought that you know me not scheduling time with the family to play games was the problem. Turns out I'm not the problem. You're not um, the problem. Turns, no, it turns out the problem is that the family doesn't want to play games together. Um, <laughs> specifically, my 14 year old boy. Um, so my youngest daughter, um, who's 10, she actually really likes playing games. And um, my oldest is into it if she feels like it in the moment. She's kind of like a cat that way. Um, But uh, trying to get the whole family together to play a game and a game that they enjoyed and would have fun with was a daunting challenge. So much so that we ended up having Allie on the podcast, I think, in like August to talk about, you know, like how do we get families to game more? And she made some good points in there about, look, make it simple, make it easy, make it quick. Right, like if you can do those things, you'll get people to play more games with you. And so I ended up going on miniature market and finding a whole bunch of like simple, easy, quick games that we could play in forty-five minutes. And so we ended up playing a lot more games the second half of the year. Um, So the once a month didn't work out, but we did have I would say twelve good sessions in the second half of the year. So I'm gonna count this as a win because I think on average. If I want to play the statistics game, on average, we gamed once a month. So, yeah. But it was a painful, excruciating process. Let me just put that there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So success, though. I You know, chalking it up to success. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It Was it a success if it was painful?
0: You know, sometimes the best things are the ones we have to work the hardest for.
2: That's right. Nothing, you know. nothing ventured, nothing gained.
0: Right. Good for All you right, Jason, it. how about your resolution?
1: Um, I had a resolution to produce a game and take it to a convention, so I'm going to say I partially
0: okay,
1: partially succeeded on this because I did, we did work together and publish an adventure, a 5e adventure, right at the, right in March yes. of this year. Yes, we did on Drive Through RPG. Um, yes, I think it has been downloaded a total of zero times. <laughs>
2: oh no, <laughs>
1: but that's cause, uh, I don't know. I don't think we really branded or marketed it at all. All we did was really release it to one of our earlier Patreons and then, and then posted it up there and didn't really do anything with it, but it was a good experience of going through the process of actually getting something posted to drive through RPG. And there was, there was. Quite a few iterations with the drive through RPG uh admins to get that thing posted. Um, without now, to be fair, this was right around the time of the of the uh license problem that that Watsi was having. So, I think yep. part of me feels like the drive through RPG admins were being a little more like cautious about things, like they were having us like cross our t's and dot our i's and like remove references and add references that didn't make any sense it kind of it kind of honestly i think it kind of turned us off to putting any more out there we kind of put that one out and then we stepped back and like went like huh and then we didn't really do any more um, since but i went through the process i figured out how to publish an adventure now when i started the year my goal was not to do an rpg adventure my goal was to do a card game or a board game, and I got about, um, I got about, uh, I got through a prototype that we tested on tabletop um, simulator, um, but then I never took it um, as far as I wanted to. So I'm going to call it a partial success with some failure in there. Um, I learned some stuff along the way, and um, I want to revisit, I've been pondering and revisiting some creative ideas I have based off of gameplay of RPGs I've had. Um, and a lot of the board games I played over the year to think, you know, I don't want to just make a, I don't want to just make a game that's kind of like a run of the mill, boring game. Um, and so I think I'm going to take a step back and, and try to play more with like my kids and find out what actually grabs them. Because if, if a game can grab my kids and my wife, it's like, that's a golden recipe because my family struggles to play, um, to play games together as well yeah Yeah. so uh partial success but there's some failure mixed in there as well
2: is success the endeavor just by endeavoring to do that the journey success the
1: journey journey. it's the journey so i learned i would say that um it was probably i probably thought about this a lot more the first half of the year and then the last Mm. half of the year not so much so
0: Mm. very good yeah. All right, Dan. What, what was your second up? one from 2023?
2: Uh paint every unpainted mini for every game I already known. I almost did that. I was I got about 80% of the way done. And everything is primed. I could sit down and do a bad paint job. I could finish it in two or three hours if I wanted to.
1: I think I think you did a great job with this one. This is come, this whenever is a, we go to your house successful. Yeah. When we ever go over to your house, you have a ton of your minis painted. Yeah, uh, and it's noticeable and they're good.
0: Thank you. I mean, we we played Zombie Side at GuildCon, and Lincoln was like, dude, all the minis are painted and it's awesome, like when we're <laughs> playing the, like playing it, right? Because how many times do you play a game like a zombie side or you know, like one of these big, you yeah. know, epic games where you've got like fifty to a hundred miniatures in it and they're all just gray plastic, right? Grey plastic and you can't really yeah. tell
2: what you're looking at, and yeah.
0: Yeah. you know but when you the, have a painted it feels epic
2: the the painting tells the story of the mini mm-hmm. if it's just a plastic mini all of the details that the, that the sculptor put into the story are hidden that you actually have to paint them to bring them out to the player yeah um and that's where world of smog is amazing their sculpts from Seamon are insane they're all uh, they're all so beautiful and artisanal and every single one is like, there's a, there's a, there's, there's layers of story and it's mm-hmm. fun to paint them because you're like, Oh, wow. Wow. This Baba Yaga is topless. And she has, uh, uh, she's got mushrooms growing out of her butt. What's going on here? Oh, this is a true story or no, not the Baba Yaga. It was another, another mystical beast. Right? Like, it's like, Oh, well, I, that's just kind of an extreme example but they all have interesting stories. You know, why is there a six year old girl holding a revolver stuff like that, yeah. you know, and what's her facial expression and, and using the, using the art, the two dimensional art to inform your painting without it being a hundred percent identical. Cause you can never get a hundred percent identical. Uh, it's fun. It's really fun. And, and yeah. that's why, I I know there's, I know war gaming bias is towards, okay, I got to paint up my war band or my army to have a certain look. But for me, painting minis for a board game in some ways is a little, little bit different kind of fun in a different way, Mm -hmm. because now you're asking the players to kind of go on an adventure with you in a, in a very different way.
0: I think you get that with like heroes of board games. So like, for example, or, or mini games. So for example, you'll have, 10 soldiers but then you'll have the sergeant right and the sergeant's got a little bit more character and stuff like that and so you'll do the kind of the speed paint flash paint type of thing with the soldiers but then you'll take your time and really like invest in the in the heroes to um you know kind of do that and it's a a little bit more fun and you'll hear about it where people are like oh wow it's so fun not batch painting right now like i actually get to take my time and yeah. think about how this cloak was supposed to look or that, you know, right. the, you know, the facial expression, etc. So, yeah, but man, you did awesome. And speed paint you. was your best friend in that. I updated
2: you know? my, I updated, I did speed paint 2.0. They've, yep. it's a good set. It it doesn't have everything that everybody might be looking for, but it's very, very good. And I, I do recommend speed point 2.0 from army painter and for all the crap mistakes they make. They're crazy passionate about this and they love gamers. It's like you don't really feel that like from a Vallejo, right? Vallejo is like, yeah, you should paint your minis with our paint. We love paint. But like Army Painters, like, we want you to be gamers and paint these for your games. So I love
0: it. Absolutely. Very nice. Uh let's see. My second one of 2023 is I put played more starter sets that I have. And I listed One Ring, Blackbirds, Warhammer Fantasy, Blades in the Dark. Um, so here are the ones I did play. Some of them were older, but I still played them again. Um, I played Call Cthulhu. I actually ran that one for um <laughs> my work and like <laughs> There are seven people playing, and four had never touched an RPG before. So we played <laughs> Call of Cthulhu and it was so much fun. We had so much fun with it. Um, uh, let's see. So we played Call of Cthulhu, the One Ring, The Walking Dead, Zvihander, uh, Blade Runner, Pendragon, and Doctor Who. Now, those are all ones that I own, but I didn't run except all for of Doctor them. Who, except for except Doctor Who except for Doctor Who. That's true. I don't I, I don't own Doctor Who. Um, but those are all ones that I played and I, um, ran about half of them. So, uh, I think this year was a very good year for me in terms of like playing starter sets. And so what I would like to do, I think, you know, this year, and this isn't necessarily um, one of my goals, but just, you know, looking to build on the, this success is now like which of these games do I kind of want to go further down the rabbit hole with a little bit more. You know, and like we talked about in the Walking Dead RPG, that that would be fun to maybe have a couple of, you know, sessions where you could play, you know, with your encampment and stuff like that. So um, now I'm just trying to figure out which ones I want to like pull on the thread a little bit further. But I I love starter sets. I, the ones I have now that I still need to play, um, that are right here are Warhammer Fantasy that is still in the shrink wrap. Uh, Fallout is still in the shrink wrap. And I backed uh, a Kickstarter called Cahor Cthulhu, which is a Roman Legion Cthulhu um, game that is done by Modifius that will be coming out this year. So I'm excited awesome. for that one because we'll be awesome. playing some Roman Roman Legion with like the weirdness. So it's exciting. Cool. 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 Yeah. So I I consider it a success. I did pretty good. Did pretty good with it. That's great. All right. Jason,
1: 2023. Um, I wanted to jam more and I, I think I did pretty good on this one. I did uh lots of aliens, some mm-hmm. Hell Knight mm-hmm. and Blade Runner. Um I actually surprisingly I did not think I don't think I GM'd mothership this year.
0: Oh interesting.
1: Yeah, played it. I don't think I GM'd it. Um but anyway, so a lot of aliens. Um and I like that. I like that system a lot. I like that setting a lot. I really had a lot of fun with that. Um, hell night was fun. It was just what I thought it would be.
0: Yeah, Um, absolutely.
1: You know, just what I thought it would be just a fun, you know, roaring eighties, uh, you know, over the top, you know, gore fest kind of a thing. And it was, it was just good fun. I don't think I'll probably run it that much, but it's one of those things I'll have on the shelf just for fun, uh, here and there and blade runner. We've already kind of talked about blade runner, but, um, I'm glad I did it. I got that experience, was able to live inside of that setting. I'm not sure I'm going to GM Blade Runner again myself. It's probably not the type of system that uh, I am the GM for. It's a little too structured for me.
0: You, too- I, I was going to say, you like having the outline and running with it. And yeah. you can't do that with Blade Runner. Yeah. You you literally have to have like pages of notes and connecting dots everywhere, right? To yeah. kind of facilitate the investigatory... Yeah. feel of that yeah. so that's not your style it just isn't and that's okay to admit that right yeah it's not <laughs> my style
1: but i had a great time with uh, aliens and hell night um mm-hmm. and i'm uh, looking forward to some more this year jamming some more this year uh and uh I, I, everybody's crossing their fingers that backed it but we're all hoping that the mothership 1.0 boxed edition is actually going to arrive this year from mm. kickstarter it's like a year behind now as Mm -hmm. I expected it would be, but that, that will be a giant box set with all of the mothership stuff printed at least up to that point um, from Tuesday night games official from Tuesday night games up to that point. So when that comes, I'm sure to probably roll a bunch of mothership stuff out there. So excited about that.
2: Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, Well, I was going to produce one adventure for Genesis foundry. Uh, Did Mm -hmm. not do it. I've kind of, I'm trying to uh, course correct my gaming to be less RPG centric. Mm. So um, I think I want to do other types of games and the thing that everybody keeps making time for. And the thing that I, when you GM a lot, people want you to GM a lot. Or yeah. So when you're good at GM, I'm sorry, no, I'm good at GMing. But if it's a skill you have, people are like, Hey, we really want you to run a game. And so it's yeah. it's, it's hard to get away from RPG and and I kind of want to get away from it, so I'm okay that I didn't work on that one.
0: all right. Who's next? So an utter failure, but a partial success. It was an utter failure. A personal success. You learned a little bit about you.
2: The success was the introspection.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Learned a little bit about myself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm bored and lazy. I mean, I'd rather just (laughs) play video games. No, I'm kidding.
0: So one of my goals was to attend at least three conventions in 2023, and I, then I put maybe four, and I actually attended four. So I yeah, attended what? Adepticon, Gen Con, the Nova Open, and GuildCon is a convention. Yep. So yeah. that was four. We did so have four this was, year. It was good. I really wanted to go to PAX East Unplugged. Um, I really oh, wanted to make yeah. it. It's yeah. just that first week of December is like – Murder. My wife looks at me like, "Are you are you literally thinking of yeah. leaving me to go and yeah. do this? We're gonna you have know. to
2: get like straight up retired before we can go to a December convention."
0: Yeah, well, where there's not like about bad- it, and, and I mean, the, the other thing too is we all have kids that are in like various elementary, yeah. middle, and high school, and it seems like they take everything that they can and pack it into those like last three weeks yeah. of December before the holidays, and so it's like. There's yeah. no way I could have gone to go do it so yeah, um which is unfortunate because it was it was in Philly it' was only like a two it's only a two and a half hour drive you know like we, we should have come totally up. come up I know it's we my come.
1: anniversary weekend yeah. so I will Oof. never never go to Pax East.
0: yeah
2: no there was a convention a small convention in Texas for another podcast I used to be associated with and they were always the week of my wife's birthday yeah. every. Every year, year after year after year, they went like six, seven years. And I'm like, uh, I love you guys, but I'm never going to show up. I don't have the brownie points to leave town that week.
0: Now, Jason, hear me out on this. Instead of your wife's birthday, we do a a week before gaming cruise where she can go on the cruise and have a great time. (laughs) And you can ignore her. (laughs) it's It's not the birthday.
1: It's the anniversary.
2: Anniversary.
0: Oh yeah, uh, sure,
2: sure, sure, that's, sure, 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 honey. That's supposed honey, to I booked two two to <laughs> yeah. can, to be
1: two of us together. Yeah, you can sneak
0: away for a couple of days, Jason.
2: Yeah, can fine. I? Can <laughs> I bring Dan and Justin on our on our, uh, our, our anniversary cruise? What kind can of Christmas to
0: also be uh, guilt <laughs> <gaming> conscious? <chronology>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you booked a gaming
2: cruise for our anniversary. We'll,
1: we'll be like, we'll be like in the cabin the first day, like looking at the events. <laughs> well, would you want to do this? Do we want to do this Tuesday night? Yeah. Well, hey, Wednesday night there's this big gaming thing down in the. Uh... Uh- You know the the, (laughs) the libido deck. Uh, Maybe we should do that. Huh? No, no, no. Did you call it the libido deck? It's the libido deck. No, I call it the libido deck. It's the the anniversary cruise. Come
2: on. All
0: right. All right. We just went to PG thirteen, folks. Buckle up. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So anyway, it was a success. Um, So that makes me actually kind of three for three on my uh, on my goals this year, and I'm and I'm pretty look who's
2: so special.
0: (laughs) yeah
2: yeah
0: pretty good pretty
2: pretty pretty good. if you don't say so yourself
0: (laughs) right uh and jason round us out on
1: 2023 uh so i i combined two and i think i realized i shouldn't have done that i wanted to do more battle reports i don't think we did a single battle report we tried a battle report early early days we tried a battle report and just like our whole studio setup, just like went bonkers with it or something like it didn't record right or the camera was funny yeah,
0: yeah. or
1: something and um, then we
0: tried it again and we just realized that we don't have the bandwidth to really put out a bunch of battle reports we don't
1: but the second part the second part which was the real part about that was to play kill team at a convention and we did we played kill team at
0: nova open we did we did, and we got rocked totally, totally, rocked rocked. really hard. Yeah, but the good news is that afterwards, Jason, you and I had like because uh, we ended up getting five like, because best we teams were so ever. bad. We ended up having a really good game between us. Yeah, it was a fun you game. Know? Yeah, because oh, we well, you actually guys learned how to the lowest,
2: and you showed up at the bottom table together. Well, no, it, no, was it was a just...
0: team. It was a team thing, oh, team and they thing. had oh. some teams that had dropped, and so there was an automatic teams. And so because we were the lowest team, we ended up getting the buy at the end, which is fine. Like, honestly, it was fine. Another dude showed up and played Casey, and Jason and I played each other. So we still got our game in, and uh, we had a good I, I mean, I had a great time.
1: Clean kill team was fun. It was, and I think was, I think that was when we both walked away and said, you know, we had fun with kill team, but it's not going to be, like, our major competitive skirmish game. Right. Yeah.
0: They're great. if models, you want to get good at it, models, great skulls. Oh yeah. You if, wanna, if you want to get good at it, you have to dedicate so much time. I
1: think you have it. to play to be good at Kill Team. You have to play a lot more than you do to be good at War Cry.
2: Right. I agree.
1: Yeah. The game's a lot more complicated. To be fair.
2: Yeah. Ergo, why cool. I play War Cry, not Kill Team. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But it scratched
1: the sci-fi itch for me. Yeah. This yeah. year,
0: it was it was fun. It was fun to have the shooting element, like be a big part of it. You know, Mm -hmm. so um, awesome. Okay, so this brings us to January 2nd, 2024. We have crafted over the last year, we have honed in our goals and what we want to do for 2024. We did not just write these one hour ago, not that is not us at all. No, we did not just write these. That was a half hour ago. No, I mean, right, exactly. That's pretty good for us. Exactly. However, we do have 2023 goals, Goals. and uh, let's just go. Or sorry, 2024 goals. Let's just keep the same order. (laughs) We had 20. (laughs) Who's first?
2: Are we going to go the same order? I'm going to buy very little games. Now, you guys, I say dumb. I don't believe you. I, I um, I have too much. I've accumulated too much. I feel like I'm game hoarding the ratio of stuff. Now it's not the money. I don't even care. It's not like, Oh, I needed that money to, to put, uh, you know, braces on my kid's face. No, that's not the thing. It's not about the money. It's the hoarding. It's the, am I acquiring stuff just to acquire it? (laughs) If I'm just going to get stuff that I know that I will actually use, that will be played, that will have a functional purpose. Like 100% yeah. functional purpose, not like, oh, I think I might. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, yeah. yes, I'm buying this because we're playing on the 30, 31st yeah. of the month. And that's yeah. what we're going to. It's funny. Do. I almost said it's not hoarding,
1: it's collecting. But I was like, that's probably uh, what most hoarders say.
0: Tell, if, yeah. if if any of our listeners are majoring in psychology, this is an excellent example of what delusional thought and behavior okay. is. You guys
2: don't understand. <laughs> you guys don't understand. I've reached an economic place in my life where I just buy myself whatever I want, whenever I want it. And if you do that for two or three years straight, you find your, you got the stuff coming out of your ears and, mm-hmm. and it's the ratio of buying stuff to, to not playing enough. I want to focus on playing. I want to focus on getting people together I want more interactions with human beings. Play more games. Don't spend time organizing, buying, cataloging. That is, painting's different. Painting's different and receiving gifts is different. I, people can give me gifts. Fair I'm going to buy, like, so for instance, I'm not going to go on a buying spree to like chase a meta before a, 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 war, a war game tournament. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not gonna just buy it because it's cheap and I might play it someday. I'm like, I'm buying this thing because I know what day I'm gonna play it as a lock-in thing. Cause I have too much crap. You guys know I have too much crap.
0: I just have so, too much crap. So Jason, this is like this is like Dan's argument here of like, listen, you know, it's not about the money. It's you know, I he's gotten to a certain point. This is like altered carbon where it's like, now you can't die, and so what do you do with the rest of your life? You know what I That's mean? That's right. So, like, so Dan's reached this gaming point of Altered Carbon, where it's like, you know, now now like money's not an object. How does his gaming life look at this point, you know? It's like so. even the, the
2: game, the war game I own the least of is Warcry, and I still have yeah. six or seven war bands, right? So, and I barely play it, and then I'm like, well... I guess I'm good for a long time.
0: So I'll say this. I'll say this. Dan, um, now you have spent a lot of money on Legion stuff. Oh, Legion. You know. A lot of Legion, right? There's uh, no so, product uh, I'm going to uh, buy for yeah. myself for um,
2: I, I will uh, buy anything that comes out for the Imperial Faction this year. That's what, another caveat. That's another caveat.
0: <laughs> Dan, I also, I'm going to say this. Dan is not a Games Workshop true believer. Otherwise, he wouldn't be talking about having all this disposable income
2: no 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 exactly you know. well i would I'd have a wife i would have i would have I, ha, I would buy it and had just have a little more wife aggro to deal with and, and that's a, hey i'm installing cabinets for her in like four weeks we're good we're
0: good we, the cabinets run. all right the cabinets right. run so five figures okay? i am <laughs> i'm gonna predict i'm gonna predict that this is gonna be a very partial success for you dan I, I, I The the minute that yeah. that first real big miniature market sale of the year happens. No, no, no. Okay, okay. No, okay, I'm not. Okay. Okay. I right, think. Prove me I wrong. Think, prove me wrong. I think
1: yeah. even though Dan said he wants to diverge away from RPG, the next time Free League posts something like, and yeah. it's they're touching some universe that touches deep down into Dan's heart.
2: Nope.
1: He's going to back it.
2: I don't have anything with their Lord of the Rings stuff. There's my proof. And I bought the Blade Runner RPG or the Kickstarter, and I never collected my book. I never collected it. I never emailed them and said, hey, I, I put in money. You never sent me the book. I, I, no, I'm serious, guys.
0: I'm really going to attempt it. It's going to okay. focus
2: on the gaming, okay. not the acquiring of the games.
0: All right. Right. I Listen, things. I, I, I want... I wa- as in the words of what? Fox Mulder, I want to believe. Wild so this Florida. is this this is what could happen. What could happen
2: is if Atomic Mass Games comes out with really compelling products uh-huh. and they don't just launch another game and want you to buy into a new game, learn a new system, and paint a whole bunch of models that are incompatible <laughs> with other crap that you have, right? Mm-hmm. What could happen? Uh, Atomic Mass Games could come out with any new product for Armada. They ha- There's been no new plastic in Armada for like four years. Right, X-wing. They keep reprinting old stuff from 1.0, and they keep mm-hmm. pretending like it's new. It's like, okay, I'm I'm bored out of my mind with these with their lack of. There's nothing exciting to buy. Mm. There's just a, I met And look at even Warcry with all the stuff that they had. I mean, I could have bought the the. What were the last boxes with the bamboo stuff? What what, what was that? Mm-hmm. The, the
1: that that hard, the heart of girl.
2: And I'll look lame. It's like, I don't want to fight a bunch of frogs. That looks dumb, right? It's like, it, it, sell me something. I mean, I have disposable income. I will buy it if it's cool. There was just not enough cool stuff. All right. So my any-
1: resolution is to make a card game, Dan will buy.
0: Yeah,
2: do it. Sorry. I'll,
0: <laughs> shut
1: up
2: I'll shut up now. Audience, <laughs> I had to convince these guys that I'm serious about this. Sorry, I'll shut up. Yeah.
0: All right. I'm 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 interested. Interested. Okay. Uh my first New Year's resolution of 2024 I'm going I'm digging way back. I'm go, I'm going back to an oldie but a goodie is I need to win the war gray that's on my shelf right now. I've just no, got too much. No one wins that the one. war
2: gray. <laughs>
0: I know, but I will say this. 2023 was actually a pretty good year. I actually the output versus the input was pretty good. I brought in um Three war bands um, for Warcry, and I ended up painting two kill teams, a whole bunch of scenery, and three um, war bands. So, and the um, scenery
2: was because you were running tournaments,
0: yeah, exactly. So, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So, I, it was actually a pretty good year in terms of doing it, and I want to carry that momentum into 2024. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking great. forward to it. So, you. that's that's a goal, like, like really get really put a massive dent in my backlog love it so yeah all right jason
1: well my first one's gonna be to play all of dan's games no um he's got so many on the shelf but no i have uh i have a resolution to play all of my 24 board games that i got at the end of the year Mm. actually might be 25 you got a
2: really good Good selection. Yeah. Huge Overhaul. list, yeah.
1: And Land Dice, Snowtime, Foodies, Gang Rush, Ninja Dice, Neverland Rescue, Aslan, Neon Gods, Helix, Expand, Discover, Arkham Horror uh, expansions, Professor Evil in the Citadel of Time, Comanats, The Game, Panic, The Game, Comma Panic, Zombie Tsunami, Ragers, Champions of the Arena, Secrets of the Lost Stallion, Chupacabra, Spot It harry potter mm. edition and i assist vanguard and i've played four of those so far yeah so, so um but a bunch of these are ones my family will never play with me
2: well you got you got players yeah. right here Ben.
1: yeah just, yep. just
2: put out the call
1: So we're gonna have to play it so i'm excited that's my I, I have a tangible list that i can check
2: off for this year
0: very good yeah very very good very good all right dan what's your next uh, I, 2024 goal
2: this will not take as long as my first one but i really enjoyed a couple years ago when i really did you know building the game yeah. table merging carpentry and gaming in more meaningful mm-hmm. ways i've been thinking about uh you know uh, uh, it's very popular right now to to build um cutting boards it's like does the mm-hmm. universe need more cutting boards the best cutting board in the world is the plastic one you could throw away in about a in, a, in three months. Right. So, but I would like to build chess boards and stuff like that. so I think that might be interesting. I might look into getting a lathe so I can make, um, ah. make ponds and stuff like that. So um, I'm interested in that idea or getting the equivalent of that, that you can hook on the end of a drill and make, um, yeah. make your own dowels and, and, Stuff so I I I want to combine woodworking and gaming more. That's a goal.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Interesting yeah, to see where that very, goes. Really cool. uh, you know what the world could use some more of Dan are some wooden dice trays.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could put that. I could. I could definitely do those. I I've got yeah. a couple of plans in my head right now. I could show you on the whiteboard. The other thing is I kind of want to build a very lightweight um, four foot, uh, sorry, three foot by six foot lightweight table for uh war gaming for uh, that fits Legion and Armada really well. That That's mm-hmm. that game space. So I might, I might play around with that. Um, it's my wife will kill me if she thinks I have another game table in the house. So it'll have to like hide. It'll have to like four foot by six foot blend in and she, you know, that's tricky. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But yep. The uh, carpentry plus gaming. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that and I want to, make that connection again yeah i was gonna
1: <clears throat> i had all these big grand plans when i first moved into my house to build a gaming table and then i got all those foldable tables and whenever we've had guild con or anything and i, I just put all those fold tables up and he comes down my wife comes downstairs and says, oh looks like we've solved the game table problem then she walks back upstairs and i'm like
0: yeah
1: and i was like well yeah. i still kind of want to build a game table she's like why you can set up like five foldable tables and have people all over the place then you can take the tables down and the kids can play soccer in the basement
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Been there, like, done that. You're missing the point because they I can have a gaming table and five tables.
2: Yes. <laughs> and they hate and. The wives hate and. Yes. Right.
0: And, and by the way, no more coming down with peanut gallery comments, Okay? <laughs> right. right, right. And, and remember, the basement is my space. They don't call <laughs> it a man <laughs> cave for nothing. It's not a wife cave. Has anybody heard yeah. of a
2: wife cave? That sounds dumb.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, all right. So my second um, goal, this is going to be a lofty one. This is, this is my stretch goal. I want to write an RPG. I already have the theme in mind. You guys have heard me talk about it. I don't want to say it here on the podcast because I do want to kind of um, enter in a partnership with free league, hopefully, and get it published. Um, So like, it is like a known IP that I want to kind of write in that universe and, and really get it out there and publish it. Um, and I think what I need to do is write the RPG and then pitch it. Like, I, I, it. I don't think I'll I can, I don't think I can pitch it. And the, yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Dan, got you. Got um, me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can, I don't think I can pitch it or, and then, you know, write it. Like, I think I need to go in with a product in hand if I would like to get free League's assistance on it. So I just need to sit down and start writing. Um, oh, but I, I have decided that I want to put it in the, um, uh, year zero engine. I really like the dice pools and the roll sixes. And I, what I like about that system is that it's, um, it's like a bridge between your traditional RPG and the narrative dice. Because, yeah. you know, the more sixes you get, you can kind of help affect the story and it can help you tell the story a little bit more. So it's almost like RPG dice plus. Where yeah. you can, you know, kind of throw that narrative flair in there that you get from the Star Wars um, yeah. stuff, and so like I, I like that system a lot. You know, you see it, it, it worked awesome in in Aliens. It worked well in, um, uh, it even worked well in Blade Runner, but it worked well in The One Ring, et cetera. Like it's just a, a good system. So, yeah. So uh, that's my goal: is to write uh, write an RPG and hopefully get it on the publishing track. I'm not going to say publish because I think this. There's a lot of factors that um, could go into that, but I want to have it written and pitched. That's what I'll write, written and pitched this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, that goes with my second one too. I want to finish. I want to finish some of those game, prototype games that I started up um, and uh, get them into it. Yeah. I want to try to take them through the publishing, but um, I'm not talking large scale publishing. I'm talking probably prototype low rate stage where it's like, you know, I've got my own art on like a crappy, like, what was it? What's that? Was that Chinese? One of those Chinese card companies, people used to arts cow, not, you know, whatever. Yeah. That make it really easy to just get your early prototypes in place. So that's my goal is to have prototype cards that I haven't printed out from my home printer.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like kind of like, um, that gunfight and gambling guy that was, yeah. You know, like when he was, yeah.
1: Mid-level meeple. So
0: yeah, because he had kind of his prototype, and then you could order it off the website. You know what I mean? But yep, he was kind of ordering it like in batches. Like he didn't do like yeah, a big He old... pulled
1: it off Kickstarter, and um, he did uh, he did it off of his own. He did it off of his own website with pre-orders. He basically he went out to all those conventions. He got everybody to like his card game, and then he gave them a web link. I remember we were right there, right? We could yeah. go to his website. and We bought the game right then, and he waited until he got like. You know, a chunk
2: enough to do a run
1: and then he did a run. So he did, yeah. did it all by him, you know, all on his own.
0: That's
2: yeah. Great. It's a good game cool. too.
1: It's we a great, that game, we Still play that game. That game comes out in my family. It does with my kids yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: As we've discovered that is a higher bar than you would think <laughs> yeah. for, all yeah. yes. for all of us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, Dan, what's your last one in 2024?
2: I, uh, this, I want to restart couples game night. Uh, you guys know that back when I had a smaller house, that we had a couples game night that got real crowded in my small little basement. A lot of fun. And we had great times, and then we upgraded our house. My, my basement is not as big as Jason's uh but there's a lot there's a lot more elbow room and it's a lot more comfortable to hang out down here so um, i do have um,
1: twice the number of kids as you though so yeah
2: yeah yeah it's exactly. true and and a hundred times more dogs so <laughs> and uh, they like to play
0: soccer in the house in the basement 200 times more dogs in the
2: basement yeah 200 times more dogs right <laughs> so yeah no um i think as gamers we kind of poo-poo that a oh, couple's game night that sounds terrible uh, but actually, it's a really great way to kind of experiment with different kinds of games and ex- expose people, expose kind of people to games that they would be exposed to in other ways. I loved it. Um, and uh, the trick is, it's just finding games that have a good player number, you know, um, get the right number of players. So that's one of my goals is to kind of not restart it on a regular basis, but do it. Maybe once a quarter or something like that is one of my goals. And I play; I have room down here for two game tables too.
0: So, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be an eight-player
2: game or a ten-player game. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean i i enjoy I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. That's where we played our group um, Rednecks and what was that? Redneck life. It was, it
2: was, yeah, it was Redneck Life. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah that was a good yeah. time. That was a good time with that. I still want to play so. that game. Yeah, it, It's
2: a great, it's fun. That's, it's a funny game. It's a great time to just kind of also mix friends and, and get to know yeah. people from different kind of pods of your life. And you kind of mesh them all up together as one. And then before you know it, everybody's cross friends that w- wasn't before. And I think that's a, it's a valuable It's a community building activity. Um, and I think having like significant others down there makes that adds another dimension to that. That's really good.
0: Nice. Um, all right. So my next one, I, I'm not sure exactly how I want to do this, but I've been feeling like I want to do it for a while. I'd like to write a short story and submit it to a magazine. So I know Jason, you did this, what, like a couple of years ago, right? Like you wrote that horror short story. Yeah. I wrote the story. It?
1: I never submitted it though. Um, oh no. I, I wrote, actually I have, I'm gonna let you finish yours. Then I'll talk about mine, but yeah. Yes. Go ahead.
0: So, but I, I've, You know, I've got an idea of, like, a setting thing that I thought would be good for an RPG, and it might be a little tricky, but I think it would work out well as a short story, actually. Maybe a little bit better than an RPG. And sometimes that happens to me a lot, where I'm like, oh, man, this would be such a good idea for an RPG. And then when you go to put pen to paper for it, you're like, uh, there's way too much, like, internal monologue that needs to happen here you know, like that would be better in a story format. So um, I think I've got a good story that I can put forward. I think I want to do it in the horror genre, kind of a very Cthulhu-esque story. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I got to find the right magazine, though. You know so. what? And This is going to sound heretical,
2: but when I was thinking about what were the barriers to me writing the stuff that I wanted to write, I think I just – needed, uh, a, a t- like I needed a, a team or a writing partner or somebody to collaborate with. And I like the idea of like tasking, like chat GPT to give me a bad version of what I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. I can like, Oh no, that's not what I want. This right. is what I really want. Something that spurs you to say, Oh, I see you're looking at it from this perspective computer. You're wrong. Let, let me, let me navigate towards the right thing. Versus just staring at a blank page.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I hear you. And sometimes getting the bad stuff out of your mind helps you understand what you the good stuff you want to put in, right? Yeah. So
2: yeah. It, you, you know knowing what to say no to refines your taste. Yeah. Your taste I, level.
0: And I think part of the part of the reason I want to do a short story for a magazine is a lot of times the requirements that they have is it can only be X amount of words it can only be you know what i mean it it, it um is a certain genre there's yeah. usually a certain theme with it so it helps narrow that down so that i don't have like uh, like to me one of the biggest hurdles that i would have to overcome writing a book like our buddy Adam Hill did is narrowing down on one idea that i have like i've got so many ideas and they're all just kind of rattling around that they tend to bounce off of each other and i don't get a very good clarity but having an assignment, you know, quote unquote assignment for like a magazine, i think helps narrow that focus and you can you know, do it much better. So and you have an you know.
2: audience, which is their editors, right? Yep. And that's yep. that that's really powerful too. Yep. This is why all great writers have editors to work with.
0: Oh, 100%. You know? 100%. And i think a lot of great writers start out writing a lot of short stories just cuz it hones in like that, you know, you don't start out by writing a you know, twelve hundred page book. <laughs> you know?
2: uh, what Hunter S. Thompson did is he kept rewriting The Great Gatsby in his spare time. Yeah, and then he found his own voice by like trying to rewrite The Great Gatsby over and over and over and over again, which is. It turned
0: out it was also a lot of acid.
2: Yeah. That. Well, no. This is. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 Sure. You know what I'm saying
0: i do i do 100%. there
2: is there is a way of training yourself to be better at something by copying a master but not by copying it and turning that in but copying it and learning their process to get to become a
0: master yeah, yeah. i'm reading a book on this actually right nice now. nice yeah so anyway that's my third one that that'll be that'll be um my real real stretch i i put i put three stretches because I just, 2023, I just crushed those ones. I said, those were too easy. <laughs> way too easy. So yeah, we now noticed. I, now I need a challenge. I crushed and I it. Like, I'm yeah. so
2: good at setting my own goals and achieving them. <laughs>
1: right. I <laughs> love it. Yeah. I'm patting myself on the back when I get exactly. it.
2: Exactly. I don't know how so I got good
1: as good at, this. at everything, but I am. gonna You know, for 2024, I'm going to wake up, and every day, I'm going to breathe. <laughs> every, every day. so far i'm two for two that's right (laughs) (laughs) oh so my interesting justin uh how aligned our last two are you want to write an rpg i want to finish one of my games so game related Mm -hmm. and then your last one is you want to write a short start for magazine and i wanted to actually publish my short my
0: horse
1: oh my short horror (laughs) stories
0: and i didn't look at yours when i wrote mine yeah i don't think you looked at mine when. no that's what's interesting um, combined
1: with that though is that I want to read more horror. Um, when I, I notice when I do write, um, I've written several short stories, but I've never published any of them. And I usually write them when I see a challenge, like, okay, here's a here's an online zine that is accepting, you know, two thousand or less uh or even flash, which is like a thousand or less words. Stories, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go for this one and I'll write and I'll get all done and I'll edit and I'll get happy with it and I'll never submit it. I just won't,
0: right? Uh Um,
1: and uh, probably because I get what I want out of it when I finish, I'm like, yeah, it was a cool story, and then I walk away and I just forget about I actually forget about submitting it. Um, so this year I want to do that, but I also want to read more of like. Um, horror and keep track of it. Every year, I think this year I'm going to actually write down every book I read so I can look back and see all the cool stuff I read. And every year I get to like October, and I'm like, I've read so many awesome science fiction books or listened to them. I have no idea what they all are.
0: Yeah. And then I
1: try to go back through like my uh, my audiobook app and like I use Scribd because it's uh, it's a little it's a little more un- indie underdoggy and it, and it's, I, I like its accessibility a little bit better, but it does not do a good job of like tracking what you've completed. Yeah. So I, every year I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember anything I read. Um, and then someone will say, Hey, have you heard of this story? And they'll describe it. i be like, you know what? I think I read that one.
0: <laughs> that sounds super familiar. Yeah, I
1: think I read that one. Uh, like yeah. the old man's war. How many times old man war has come up with people and they describe, camera, what this is called. And they just start describing, like, oh my gosh, I read that book. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I need to keep, I need to open a good, what is it, a good reads account and actually like start checking them off. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, uh, there. But yeah, I want to get my, horror, I want to actually publish my short stories this year. Um, and most of them are usually based off of games that I play, like whether it's an RPG session. Or something. It usually gives me a little idea and then I go back and I'll write like a two thousand words or, or less just quick story that spawned off of an RPG session I had. So it's it's gaming related. It's gaming driven. Um I just want to get it out there.
2: That sounds great.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Fun
1: sounds
0: great. All right, I'm gonna see well, if I can get boys fail again next year. Let's see. Only three. Only 363 more days. Yeah. You know? There you go. Yeah. yeah. So we're on the clock. Yeah. So anyway, but you know, obviously, underlying all of this stuff is just continuing to have fun, continuing to game, continuing to build those relationships. I know we're still planning to run events for like Warcry and, and probably doing like another Guild Con again or,
2: you Let's know, see. I mean
0: attendance stuff i mean exactly (laughs) so you know i mean like like we're not giving up on some of the other stuff these are just kind of how we expand sort of and focus give us give us a little bit of focus so we'd love to hear what some of your guys's um uh goals are for the year do you have gaming goals like and if so like what are they uh you know i think if you were to ask our friend john tross uh what his gaming goal is it would be to run access and allies again you know, yeah. and play and play the global, you know, edition. And that would be a perfectly great goal to to put yep. out there, you know, because it, uh, that's not a game that you can just whip out every month and play, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when it takes 14 and a half hours, 14 but, and um, hours. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, let us know and, uh, you know, jump into our Discord, mention, mention what kind of goals you guys have, and, and we'd love to hear it. So, Thank you for listening. As always, thank you for a great 2023 from all of you, and we're looking forward to an even better 2024. So thank you, everybody, and have a great night. See you at the tables.